0: read in Ephesians chapter 6 is that the Bible says that praying always with all types or all the different kinds of prayer. So that is what we are going to do now. Hallelujah. But today, I want to just share with us a very, very important thing, one of the critical, most important things. Not the most important, but one of the most important things. Now, let's look at Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10 says that now when daniel knew that the writing was signed he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward jerusalem he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his god as he did aforetime or as he did in the past Very, very important. I want to talk to us about the importance of praying. If you and I are too busy to pray, then we are too busy. There are people who are too busy to pray. If you and I are too busy to pray, it means something must give. So today, I want to explain to us, or God wants to teach you and I, why it is very necessary to pray and why we can never be too busy to pray now let's read that verse again daniel six ten. now when daniel knew that the writing was signed he went into his house now let me give you a background of this daniel was a captive of judah hallelujah he was a captive of judah and was brought into babylon as a slave one of the captives most likely he was maybe from one of the royal families or whatever but he was a captive from judah when he went into uh, uh, Babylon, he went through I think we can all mute. That'll be awesome. I think there's some background noise. Yeah. So he went through so many different things, and then we all know the story about he not wanting to defile himself with the three Hebrew boys. Then what happened was that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and Daniel was able to interpret the dream, and because of that, and what was the dream? Many he had many dreams. One of the dreams was that there was a statue, and Nebuchadnezzar was the head, the main person, the Babylonian Empire, which was a first world empire. Then he also talked. He also saw part of the 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 the, the, the how do I say it? Part of the, the 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 body, different parts of the body, which represented different uh, uh, empires. So we have the Babylonian Empire. Then we have the Medio Persian Empire, the Medes and the Persians came together to form the Medio Persian Empire and overthrew the Babylonian Empire. And I believe it was Cyrus the Great, who, who or Darius, who overthrew the, the, the Babylonian Empire. And then there was also another dream about the Grecian Empire, where, if you realize, when the angel came to withstand, when, when the angel was being stood by the prince of Persia, how many remember that? Daniel prayed and fasted. And the Bible says that. And when the answer was coming from heaven, the prince of Persia withstood the angel bringing the, the, the answer, Daniel's answer for, to the prayers. So what happened? So the Bible says that Michael, one of the chief princes, came to his aid. And then Michael said, I must go because the Grecian prince is there. So he must go and fight. Then after that, so I think during that time, Alexander the Great was a young boy and was rising up in the ranks. And then... When the Grecian prince most likely overtook or prevailed against uh, whichever uh, 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 which uh, uh, angelic battles that were going on, how many are getting me so far? Are you getting me? Okay, very. Or you can just give a thumbs up. Yes, sir. You're preaching. Okay, very good. So when the the the, the right after after the angel said, "I'm going to the, uh, uh, to fight the Grecian Empire." Then the Greek empire took over, Alexander the Great, and he conquered almost the whole world. The Persian empire, he conquered most of the world and then he was stopped at uh, uh, India. Hallelujah, the elephants. He never saw elephants. He didn't know how to deal with them. So that was where it ended. And then the Bible also talks about the fact that Daniel had a vision. And in the vision, he saw a a, a leopard. Of course, that was the, the Greek empire. And then the wings, four wings were plucked. And those wings were... The, the, the four generals, which uh, Alexander, well, Alexander the Great's four generals, the kingdom of Greek, the Greek empire, all the empires under the Grecian empire were divided by those four, if that makes sense. So that's what happened. So this is a very good book of prophecy. The book of Daniel is kind of the big, is before Revelation. Revelation is a, 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 a sequel, if you can see, to, to Daniel. It, it, it goes hand in hand. So now let's go back to what we we're talking about. We we're talking about the fact that Dan, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and he was worried about a dream. So Daniel explained these things to him. Daniel explained that he is the fierce first world emperor, emperor uh, the Babylonian emperor, empire. And then after his empire, there will be the Medio-Persian empire and then the Greek empire and then the Roman empire. So when Daniel interpreted a dream, the king was very happy and blessed Daniel, gave Daniel a great position. So Daniel became second in command to Nebuchadnezzar. Think about that. And then after that, Daniel was relaxed. He was getting older in age. And then uh, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, which we call son, by his grandson, Belshazzar, took over. And when Belshazzar took over the Babylonian empire, The Bible says that the Belshazzar made a big mistake. What was his mistake? He was drinking with his wives and concubines. If he was using the the, the plates and the cups to drink wine from his own house, there would have been no problem. But he took the the, 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 the vessels from the temple. Because remember that Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple. The temple of Solomon was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. So they had all the the spoils and all the... The, the vessels, the golden vessels, the cherished vessel, vessels, the, the holy, uh, sacred vessels. They had them all. So Belshazzar was drinking and drank one time and said, hey, people, go and bring some of the golden vessels from the, the Jewish people. And then he and his concubines and wives started to drink wine in it. As they were drinking wine, then there was a writing on the wall. And that writing on the wall said, the, your days are numbered. The meat and the Persians are coming to take over. And then Cyrus the Great and his empire, they did over the wall and destroyed uh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar and the, uh, the, uh, the Babylonian Empire. So right after that, Daniel became second in command to Belshazzar when Daniel was able to interpret the writing on the wall. Because when they started to drink the wine, there was a writing on the wall, Midi Midi Tekel, uh, uh, When the the writing occurred on the wall, they were worried. So they asked, who can interpret this? Who can interpret this writing? We are very worried, and we are troubled. Then his wife or one of the ladies said, you know what? There is a guy who saved your grandfather, your father, Daniel. He will be able to interpret the dream, the, uh, the, the, the writing. If no one can interpret it, Daniel will be able to interpret it. So the Bible says that they brought Daniel, and then the king said, look, Daniel, I'll give you riches, I'll give you gold, I'll give you silver, I'll give you everything. Just tell me the vision. And Daniel said, no, I'm not coming for money. I will still tell you the vision. And then told him the vision that the Medes and the Persians are taking over because he was proud. He didn't humble himself like Nebuchadnezzar, his father. And because he didn't humble himself, God is going to take the kingdom from him. Then Nebuchadnezzar was troubled and then gave Daniel power to become second in command to him. Hallelujah. And uh, history might say that Daniel was actually third in command because ne- Nebuchadnezzar's uh, 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 father had more uh, uh, reign uh, and he had a larger province he was controlling and he was, some, he was controlling different parts of the empire and Belshazzar was controlling the Babylonian empire, if that makes sense. So Daniel was, became second in command, at least in the Babylonian empire. Then the meat and the Persians took over. Now, think about it. If someone is in a very high position in the Babylonian empire, and Cyrus or Darius takes over the Babylonian empire, then they should they usually be killed the people who were in high office. Because if they didn't kill the people who were in a high office, those people can find a way to overthrow them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, the, so you can give a thumbs up if you are getting what I'm saying. Okay, very good. So Daniel, so they met Daniel and they realized that Daniel was a good guy. Daniel was a genuine guy. So the king, Darius made Daniel second in command to him. Now, how did that happen? The Bible says that the king had a huge uh, empire, the Medo-Persian empire, the Medes, the Persians, the Babylonians, and everyone they conquered, including the Israelites. So the Bible says that there were 120 uh, 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 princes that governed the Persian Empire. And Daniel was one of them. And there were three presidents that governed the 120 princes. And Daniel was first. But the people in the Persian Empire must have been angry. This is someone who is from captivity uh, of Judah. This is someone who was a, a prisoner, a slave, a eunuch. And he became leader in the the, the Babylonian empire. And now you are putting him over us because they were jealous of Daniel. And they tried to find ways to trap Daniel. They they, they audited him, they uh, 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 they looked at his taxes, they looked at his speeches, they looked at everything and they couldn't find any fault in Daniel. No fault in Daniel. So they said to themselves, this guy, he's impeccable. He's pure, he's, he, he, he's genuine. We can't find anything, but we know that he's very loyal to his God. So if we are able to, pray, uh, to stop him from praying to his God, because we, when he opens the windows three times a day, we see him praying. So all we need to do is to tell him not to pray to his God and we'll get him. Hey, what devotion. So the Bible says that they went to uh, uh, Dairus and tricked him And tricked Dairus into into signing a a, a petition that no one should ask for anything from any other God or any God but him. Meaning that if you have a problem, you have a question, you want to pray about something, don't pray for a period of time. Only speak to the king for a period of time. And it was signed. Anyone who does that would be put in the den of lions. This was a way to trick him. So the king had signed the decree, signed it. Daniel was also a part of that meeting because he was first uh, first among the princes. Then we go to Daniel 6.10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So Daniel was used to praying three times a day, and that writing or the fear or the the, the, the threat of death did not prevent Daniel from doing what he needed to do. Because Daniel saw the importance of prayer. Because anyone who prayed would be put into the den of lions. And in those days, because because the temple was destroyed and all that, most of them just prayed towards Jerusalem. Because remember what Solomon said in his prayer about when you pray in the temple or you pray towards the temple, what will happen? So Daniel usually would open the windows and pray towards Jerusalem. So when he did that, his enemies saw that he was praying. And when they saw it, they went to the king and told the king that, look, Daniel is in prayer. Hallelujah. Daniel is in prayer so as soon as that happened what happened they went straight they went straight to the king darius when they went to him they told him that daniel is praying and therefore we must put him into the den of lions the king was so sad but because he had written the decree he could not go back and the bible says that daniel was thrown into the den of lions or the lions den but the bible says that because Daniel was innocent and Daniel was, was committed to God, the Bible says that the lions did not kill. him. But later on, we realized that the, the angels shut the mouth of the lion. So there were angels that closed the mouth of the lion and the lions did not do anything to Daniel. Then the king was restless in during the day, I mean the morning and said, oh, Daniel, Daniel, my beloved friend, Daniel. Is your God who you serve, whom you serve continually, is is he able to deliver you? Then the Bible says that Daniel said, yes, my God has found no, no guilt in me, but innocency, and therefore I live. So the king realized the plot, released Daniel, and threw the people, all the people who accused Daniel, threw them into the lion's den before they touched The ground the lions had eaten and killed them all because they were hungry. They usually starved the lions. Hallelujah. So Daniel, who was a prime minister, who was a leader, who who was very, very important. He was governing the, 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 the Persian Empire. He had 120 leaders and there were three presidents, and he was the first or the leader of the three presidents, and yet he always found time to pray. None of us are as busy as Daniel. If Daniel was able to find three uh, uh, three separate times to pray a day, you and I should be able to do the same. Anyone who is too busy to pray is too busy, too busy. No matter who you are, no matter who I am, we cannot allow ourselves to be too busy to pray. No matter what, I remember always telling God, God, if I'm too busy, please let me uh, stop certain things. Remind me to stop certain things so that I'll never stop praying. If I'm too busy to pray, if I'm prospering, I have a big promotion and that promotion is taking me away from you, Lord please take me away from that promotion because I'll be trapped later on. God, God is God. the one who sets us securely on high. So if there is something that you did by praying that led you to the promotion, God will never expect the promotion to take you away from him. Hallelujah. He, so, so he had a prayer life. He prayed on a regular basis. You and I must develop a prayer life. Daniel was not just praying because he was in trouble. It was a habit. You and I must develop the habit of praying. The habit of praying. I don't know if you are getting what I'm talking about. Many times when people become prosperous, they stop praying, they stop going for prayer meetings and they eventually backslide. That's why God does not always give people what they want because they cannot handle it. My is there a way to mute? Or wherever? Hallelujah. So if you are successful, if you are successful, then make sure you maintain your prayer life. Because prayer is one of the most important things you and I can do. Because prayer is not only communicating with our Father in heaven, but prayer is the source of our lives. Think about it. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is God, who has always existed alongside, beside God. He has always existed and was never not existed. There was never a time that he did not exist. He shared, the glo- he shared glory with the Father. He is equal with the Father. He is in administrative rights. He is even second to, uh, uh, and then the Holy Spirit is third. And yet, he needed to pray regularly. He was totally dependent on, on God and prayed regularly. The Bible says Jesus Christ, as was his custom, he went to a quiet, lonely, solitary place and there prayed. A great while before day, Jesus Christ prayed, went to a solitary place and prayed. Praying all night, he prayed. He was praying all night, praying all the time. So if God was praying, then it means that there is something about prayer that you and I are missing if we don't pray. Hallelujah. What were the principles that guided Daniel to have such an unusual, consistent prayer life in spite, sometimes even in spite of the threat of life? Number one. So we are going to talk about some of the principles that led Daniel To maintain his prayer life. And I pray that these principles will maintain my prayer life and your prayer life. Number one, Daniel knew that prayer is very important. Hallelujah. It is important to pray and know how to pray. Now, someone might say, yes, I need to get my bachelor's. So I'll I'll concentrate on getting my bachelor's more than pray. Rather, pray so that you will establish a good first-class bachelor's. I know someone, I've met him before, a friend's brother. I know the person who finished his degree, finished school, pharmacy school. or yeah, I think pharmacy school. Finished. Got a job and died before starting. So it is. It, so so it is not just about getting your degree. It's about God blessing you to get the degree and to give you the life to stay. The Bible says that there is an evil under the sun. Solomon said that there is someone who has been given the ability to work and to get possessions, but the ability to eat of the possessions has not been given to that person. There is someone who has not been given the ability to get wealth. And others have been given the ability to get wealth, but not the ability to enjoy the wealth. And that is a, a vexation of spirit and an evil thing under the sun. What's the point of working, 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 storing up, never enjoying it and dying? I know someone who, who built his house and died before moving in. That's why prayer is very important. Because when you and I are praying, we are praying for protection and praying for so many different things. Very important. This is so important because there are many people who feel that God is with them. Yes, God is with you. But God, there's protection. Uh, uh, They don't need to follow God. They don't need to read their Bibles. They don't need to pray. Things are, in quotes, moving well with them. Whoever said that uh, earning uh, good salaries, things moving well with you. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whoever said that? Whoever said that the fact that you are married or you have four children and you have a picket fence, you have a mortgage, you've decided to get a mortgage, and you, you've decided to get a nice car, all those things are beautiful, but that is not fulfillment. What about about those who died before? What about those who 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 had their children and died before enjoying the children? Prayer is what will get us to the place we need to be. God said, I know the plans I have towards you. I love that verse. I know the plans. I know the plans. You you have plans, but those plans will not end you well. It, It will not end well. I know the plans. And if you would allow me, I want my plans to supersede your plans because when my plans are in motion, you will be fulfilled, you will be blessed, you will be happy, like God gave David rest. And I see him giving you, and I rest on every side in Jesus' name. So, therefore, it is even more important to pray than to go to school. Someone will say, look at this person. What's he talking about? Yeah. I've done my postgraduate, so I'm not saying that going to school is not bad. Thank God I've done my postgraduate, so I can say this freely. I encourage everyone I know to go to school, to finish their bachelor's, their postgraduate, whatever. I encourage people, it's very important. There's someone who told me that, oh, I want to do business, I want to do this or business or whatever, so I'm thinking of skipping school. I said, no, finish the school. Finish the school and do your business.
1: Nevertheless,
0: prayer is more important because what is the point of finishing school and you don't know your, your life, your your, your life is, is, is governed by happenstance, chance. Because many times God decides not to do certain things unless someone is praying. Think about it, God said the people had sinned. The people have had sinned, and because they had sinned they were going to be destroyed. Even he himself, he was going to allow destruction. Hallelujah. He was going to allow destruction. He was going to allow destruction. Amen? So if he was going to allow destruction, he said that, I'm looking for someone who would stand in the gap between judgment and the people? And he could not find him. So he, he brought judgment uh, by himself. So it means that there are many times before God does something. Think about it. Even scripture, the book of Jeremiah, even scripture. Daniel was, was, uh, looked at scripture and realized that The restoration of israel is not yet but the bible was saying that it should be coming soon what is going on so daniel decided to pray and to fast for the will of god the written will of god to come to pass very very important it is a big mistake to think that your job your school is more important than prayer i'll tell you clearly an education a good education is very important money is very important a good marriage is more important but their prayer life is better. Because there is no human being who has prayed, who wants to finish school, who has not finished school well. There is no human being who has prayed who has finished school, whether with good grades or not good grades, who has not gotten what God wants them to get, at least as they keep trying and doing what God wants them to do. Just like the kidney is important. The heart is important. The brain is important. Now, some people argue between whether the heart or the brain is more important because, of course, the heart pumps blood to the brain. But the brain gives the heart the signal, tells the heart to pump. To, uh, uh, I'm about to move my hands up. The brain is, because I've told my brain that I want my hand to go up. So my brain is sending a signal for my hand to go up. So the brain is very important. And usually when the brain, there's trauma in the brain, it's very difficult to solve because they are still working on their brain, how to even fix brain, brain transplants. It's easier to do a heart transplant than a brain transplant. So the kidney is important, but people have lived and people are living with one kidney. So even though the kidney is important and without your kidneys, you, you cannot live. You can do it with one kidney, but you can't do it, you, 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 you have to have your brain you have to have your heart. Yes, we have medical science that have put science and so many things in in play. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the fact that something is important does not mean that there are other more important things. So education is important. Marriage is important. Children are important. Your sleep is important, but prayer is more important. Because when you and I stop praying, we open or we allow the devil to gain ground. Apostle Paul even said that Satan hindered us. Pray for us. And then pray for us that doors of hands will be opened. Well, Apostle Paul, who wrote about almost two thirds of the New Testament through the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit, through Apostle Paul, writing, writing almost to the text of the New Testament, is telling people to pray. And I, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named. Praying, Ephesians 6, 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Prayer without season. So it shows that prayer is important and it's more important than anything you and I are doing. And Daniel saw it. And because Daniel saw it, he made sure he prayed. Who knows, if Daniel hadn't prayed, they would have found a way to kill him. Because prayer is what took him there. And prayer is what will sustain him. You see people going for prayer meetings because they're looking for something. Maybe they need to travel or they need... A better life came and I was sweating and shaking and then God listens to the prayer and promotes them how can god allow a promotion to take you away from him when he's the jealous god when his name is jealous where, where did you learn that from where did we learn that from that's why we must maintain at all costs we must maintain our Time of prayer we must maintain because jesus is a vine and we are the branches we cannot bear fruit except we abide or remain in him we must remain in jesus and we must re- remain in fellowship in prayer and in the word otherwise it's going to be a problem yes we must pray and the saints should not pray for less than an hour a day if the son of god was praying on a regular basis uh, a great while before the The garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for one hour, went to see the apostles and said, "Ah, couldn't you watch with me for one hour? So he expected the disciples, apostles, to pray with him for one hour. He went back, prayed for another hour, Lord, let your will be done, went and saw them. Couldn't you watch with me for one hour? He did it three times. And therefore we know that he prayed for three hours. But at least couldn't you watch with me for one hour? Every Christian should be able to pray for one hour a day instead of always being on social media. Some of your time on social media can be spent praying and benefiting you more than watching the pictures of the person who just got married or watching the, pe- the picture of someone's family it's nice to do it after praying Who? Cool. i'm preaching or looking at instagram or facebook or whatever it's good but pray first we all have the time but it depends on what we want to do You see, what you and I want to do, we will do it. What you and I want to spend our time doing, we will do. Sometimes we can spend, all of us, if you like, test it. Go on your, some phones and some services have uh, the hours you spend on each app. Go on it and see how many hours you've spent on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, 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 and all the different things, Snapchat. See the different times you spend on those. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry, my my son has just finished work and he's decided to disturb me. Amen. So see how many hours you spend on. Social media, you'll be shocked. Some people spend six hours, seven hours, two hours, three hours, one hour. Some people spend a lot of time on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you take even one, out, one hour out of the six hours, you'll do well. If you take one hour out of the nine hours, you will do well. I have an app. You can also get an app that, that will show you it. Uh, Let me, let me, I'll, I'll give you an example of no activity, okay. Time spent on different apps, seven hours, 12 hours, nine hours, eight hours, 43 minutes. 17 hours. The last seven days. Let's see today. Yeah. If you can take just a short, a small part of that to pray. It's, you do well. What do you think? Is that a good idea? You, just wait, it's a back good back idea, back. idea. Amen. Because prayer is what will get you to what, that, that dream. That, that dream, that, that expectation, that, that abundant life, it is prayer that will take you there. Number two, the second principle that Daniel used that made him a great person and a person of prayer is that no one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. So people feel I've arrived. God has promoted me, and therefore I'm, I'm good. Two problems with that. First, is that is that all you want? Sky is the limit with God. God, as for the plans God has, He says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not even entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for us, even though He's revealed it by His Spirit. The Bible says, the blessings of the Lord they make rich and added no sorrows. Is that all you want? No, that's not good. And then let's look at am I preaching to somebody? Psalm 91. Let me show you a verse in Psalm 91. It's a good message. Psalm 91, verse 14. Because he had set his life upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him securely on high. And yes, this is, because he had known my name. God will set us securely on high. So yes, you are blessed. Yes, you are successful. But are you secure there? Daniel was second in command in three separate empires, including the enemy empire. That was unusual. Even as an older man, he was a great man. Daniel was great. Daniel was great. And you and I can be great also. Hallelujah. So there are some who, as I'm preaching, say they say to themselves, ah. Uh, I'm too busy. Prayer can wait. Okay. All I can say is, okay. There are many people who have grown out of poverty into prosperity because of prayer. There are many people, when they were poor, they had a lot of time to pray. A lot of time to pray. And they prayed and prayed and prayed and God prospered them. And then they changed. Can you stand to be blessed? Can you stand? Can I stand to be blessed? Your prosperity is not a signal to stop praying. Because when you pray in times of peace, you maintain your peace. I don't know if you got that. Number three. Why did Daniel keep praying and praying and praying? Number three. Prayer is the source of our power and protection. Prayer is the source of our power and protection. Someone will say, oh, my protection is my medical insurance. Medical insurance has not helped heal any cancer patients. Of a certain type. Medical insurance has not prevented someone's cells from uh, damaging and replicating and uh, overgrowing and becoming cancerous. Sometimes the diet, I try to eat well, I try to exercise, but that cannot help anyone if God is not with them. There was a time I was very intuitive and assuming that that was going to keep me safe, and then God found a way to show me Bob Marley playing soccer. Bob Marley, life, true life story of Bob Marley. Because the, the, don't the doctors recommend it? Eat well, eat your veggies, vitamins, whatever. Uh, 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 jogging, uh, uh, exercising. There's what we call oxygenating. There's oxygenation. There is making your body more alkaline. Every cancer patient is acidic. And I'll just say a few things about this, otherwise there's a lot to say. But every cancer patient is acidic, at least from what I know. And oxygenation is almost non-existent. So, so many people have all sorts of things they are doing and still they they die of accidents or even the same cancer. Bob Marley, he was eating veggies, smoothies, eating all the things. I mean, the the, the the right things and he had the money to do and he was playing soccer all the time. Fit! Until one day as he was playing soccer, someone stepped on his knee or something happened and his knee started to hurt. No, not his knee, sorry, his toe started to hurt. Then he was limping, inside to head. When he went to the doctor, he said, is it a sarcoma or carcinoma? It was a cancer. I think one, the sarcoma, carcinoma has to do with either the organs or the blood vessels. Hallelujah, I can't remember which one, this is a sar- carcinoma or whichever one. I'm not a doctor anyway. So he, he, he found out that he had cancer of the two. And look, he delayed a bit, delayed a bit, treatment, treatment. In fact, those days, the treatments were not that very good anyway, and he died. So our protection, our power and protection, our source, trust me, it comes from God. It does not come from what we do. Oh, I'm secure. Do you see the, the sort of pile up in Fort Worth during the, 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 the storm? six people died, COVID-19 in the US, over 500,000 people dead worldwide, you can imagine. What is it? Security, come and see terrorists trying to show that, look, security means nothing. Until they blasted, they, they, they hit a Pentagon with a plane. Flew right in. What are are, Look, what I'm trying to say is that protection, protection, is only God. Otherwise, it's chance. Otherwise, it's chance. And even if the Christian dies, oh, they have a the first class ticket to heaven. So it's not. A, it's not. You, you, a Christian has not lost if he dies any even though God will give us long life. Because the Bible says precious in the sight of the Lord at the death of his servants. It's not a loss, even though God will promise to give us long life. It, it is not a loss. So the Christian wins anyway. But when you and I pray, at least we, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can alter the course of events against negative things and then bring positive things. Our way. When we are praying, we are going directly to the throne room of God of heaven. We are going directly to the throne of grace. And we are asking God for things and we are dealing with issues, dealing with entities before they are manifested on the earth. What am I saying? I'm saying that the things that we are asking for when we pray, we have them before we actually receive them because God declares it in heaven that's ours hallelujah there are many people who are praying for things that God has already said it's coming it's coming prayer is for now for our past and for our present because sometimes our past comes and meets us in the future when we are praying we are dealing with the past we are dealing with the present we are dealing with the future when we are praying when we don't pray And we are Christians, we can burn out. We we can feel that Christianity is not exciting. Of course, the word is, is, is key. That's a different topic altogether. The word is super important. But we are not talking about the word. Because the word is Jesus himself. Am I preaching to somebody? Very, very important. So power, power, our protection, our power. What is it? I'm, I'm trying to protect my husband or my wife so that uh, I'm insecure, so that no one will take him or her. So I'm fighting, I'm holding on. I should keep holding on. Actually, because you are holding on and you are not relying on God, most likely the person will be taking. Keep holding on. Let's stop praying. Many of us should watch that movie. Is it a, a, a prayer room? They take things up to God in prayer. Whether it's a loss of job, whether it's a loss of each problem, many problems, whatever it is, God will solve our problems when we pray. Amen. Amen. Luke 18, 1 to, one to 8, but just Luke 18, 1 says, and Jesus speak this parable to them to this end, or Jesus spoke a parable to them to ensure that they know that people should always pray and not give up. And then he says, I think it's in verse 6, that if the unrighteous judge would meet the widow's needs, who did not fear God nor regard man, and she would meet the widow's needs, how much more will God avenge the very elect who cried to him day and night? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. I think it's verse 6, 7. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on it? Or will he find people praying consistent prayer? Let me say something very important. A person who prays demonstrates faith in God. A prayerless person demonstrates that they uh, they are void of a certain faith in God. When a Christian is Praying all the time, it shows that the Christian has faith. That's why they are praying because, look, when you are sitting down and praying for an hour and you don't believe it, it's like you are wasting your time. But when a Christian doesn't pray, they don't have confidence in the ability of God to meet their needs. They feel that the arm of flesh will deal with it. But the Bible says the arm of flesh will fail you. You and I must realize that it is prayer which releases the power of God on our behalf. Jesus knew this power. This is why he spent long hours praying. We don't need any other power. We just need the power of God. That's why when you read the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, I've said a lot in Ephesians, but finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, be formidable in the Lord, be knowledgeable in the Lord, be confident in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the methods, the schemes of the devil. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood or our struggle or our warfare, is not against human beings, but it is against spiritual wickedness. It's against, it, it's, it's against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are fighting entities. So the Bible tells us that we must stand, having done all to stand, stand therefore. So the Bible says that we must stand our ground because we are wrestling close contact with evil beings, wicked beings. Powerful beings who are nothing compared to uh, 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 the authority God has given to us. But nevertheless, powerful beings—the Bible actually calls Satan the Great Dragon. I didn't call him The Bible calls him that. But the Great Dragon is nothing before the saints when they have they use the authority of Jesus. So the Bible says that we are fighting these entities. So we must stand our ground because the evil they will come. And when the evil day comes, we'll be able to overcome the evil day when we put on the whole armor. Then he lists the armor. Then in verse 18, he says, make sure you pray always with all kinds of prayer, all the different types of prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all things. Christians who don't pray are making a big mistake. Sometimes it's the biggest mistake of their lives certain decisions you and I will make. When we pray, we will not make them. Certain things that happen in many people's lives, if they had prayed, they would not have experienced those things. Sometimes I realize that the times I've made wrong choices in terms of buying something or signing us, whatever. When I didn't pray, it, what I'm trying to say is that when things go wrong, or it's, it's it's not working. I can tell that I didn't pray before. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ephesians six thirteen. We read it. Let's look at Ephesians six thirteen. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying, that's one of the things I just read. Chapter six, verse thirteen. Wherefore take unto the whole armor of God. That he may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. And it goes on. Very important. Psalm 91. You you, 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 you realize that Psalm 91 is not for the Christian who doesn't pray. Mm. Why? Let's find out. The Bible has every answer we need. All the answers are in the Bible. Not what I'm saying. If, I, if, if what I'm saying is not in the Bible, it is garbage, literally garbage. Anything anyone says is garbage. I was talking to someone who was talking about truth and fact. And talked. we talked about there's only one truth. There are many facts, but there's only one truth. You know it's truth when in trillion years it's still true. You go to... A, a planet 10 billion light years away. It is true there. And it's only the word of God that can fulfill that. Now let's see this word. Psalm 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So it means that you have to dwell in the secret place. You have to abide or remain under his shadow. How do you do it? The word and prayer. Then, so we can quote it till we, we, we can't talk anymore, but until we are in the word and in prayer and under his shadow and in the secret place, it will just be talking. Then it goes on. He shall deliver. Now look at verse nine. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, So you see that it is another effort the Christian has to make. What will happen? There there, there shall no evil before thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. Now the word of God is true. So it means that coronavirus cannot come near your dwelling if you are doing these things. Coronavirus cannot. You can do whatever, of course, with wisdom. It doesn't mean coronavirus. Doesn't I'm trying to when we are going on outreach. It doesn't mean coronavirus uh, 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 is immune. Psalm ninety one. Therefore, I don't wear a mask. What did Jesus say? Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Satan said, if the, well, the Bible says in Psalm ninety one that the angels, uh, if 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 you are the angels will bear thee up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. So why don't you throw yourself down from this high mountain? And then the angels will bear you up because the, your, the Bible says in Psalm 91 that he shall give his angels charge concerning thee so that they will bear thee up and you will not dash your foot against the stone. Then Jesus said, It is written, don't tempt the Lord your God. Meaning that, what is the point? Why, why, I mean, why aren't you wearing a mask? Sometimes we go and we meet some churches and some pastors and some other people out there, and they are not wearing masks and they want to shake our hands and hug us. Why your mask, said <laughs> God got you. God got you. God got you. Got you. From then mm. Why? Okay, let's continue. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. I'm speaking to somebody including myself. No evil before you and I. Neither shall any plague come neither. Mm. No plague. Shall come yeah. in thy No pestilence, no COVID-19, yeah. no whatever is to come. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up, this was Satan was telling Jesus, at their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the other, the young lion and the, the dragon, thou shalt trample under. Now verse 14. Is very, to sixteen is very important because he had set his love upon me. So the Christian is, is 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 there's another thing that the Christian needs to do to receive this promise. Therefore, will I deliver him? I will set him securely on high because he had known my name. So if we set our love upon Jesus or upon God, He will deliver us. He will secure us in high positions if we know his name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. And then after answering him, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. All this is for the person who is in prayer, who is in the word, who loves God, who knows God. Who has confidence in the Lord? What do you think? You Hallelujah. Number four. Principle number four. I'll just give that a number of them. I'm sure there's no rush. We'll continue another time. Next we go. So if God permits number four, prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God, which we talked about. To acquire the blessings of God is prayer. But check this out. You realize that he didn't say prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining money. Because the blessings of the Lord are what make rich. And the rich is the true riches, the treasures, of god the treasures of him the true riches it is the blessings of the lord which give you the true riches and add that no sorrows. no sorrows are attached to it nevertheless we all know that in the world as for money that i mean the devil gives money uh, uh, uh people work and get money but when it comes to the christian the blessings of the lord the power to obtain wealth all those things come from God. Therefore, we must be people who pray so that our prayer, God will use our prayer to bless us and give us all the blessings which make rich, which give us the true riches and added no sorrows to it. But any other way, there would be sorrows attached to it. Yes. If we do something without God, we are not guaranteed that sorrows will not be attached but when god does it sorrows cannot be attached because the bible says so what do you think very very important riches and to sustain it it's the same way we got it is the way we will sustain it very very important the blessings of the lord they make rich they make rich Added the other themselves. Let's continue. We've talked about this uh, already. Now, one more and then we conclude for today. The fifth reason, in fact, going back to the fourth, that's why Daniel, because Daniel said, wow, I was a slave, a captive from Babylon. And now I am second to Nebuchadnezzar. How did I deserve this? Okay. Nebuchadnezzar is, 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 is retired, whatever, dead or whatever. And now he's, uh, 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 or, or whatever, he's resting, but his grandson or his son now has power. And I'm now second in command. Wow. Could it be because I've been praying three times a day for a long time? Then they overthrew the Babylonian Empire. And people are killed, people are imprisoned. And he's surprised that he's escaped it. Darius and Cyrus, they they, they don't bother him. He's surprised. And then he's even more surprised that they make him first in command. So he realizes that this prayer I'm doing for three three times a a day, I'll continue to do it because that is what will give me the blessings and sustain them. Think about it. What? How many Christians would have said but ah, if it's a week, it's a big deal. I, I don't pray a week. I, I don't pray for the week. Because I don't even feel like praying. So if this has come, it's even easier for me. I, I, I don't pray. But that was not that. that Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Number five, the fifth principle that Daniel had is that for prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. It must be a habit. It must be a habit. For prayer to be effective, prayer must be a habit. Hallelujah. It must be a habit. Now let's turn our Bibles to. Mark chapter one verse 35 and then we will read Luke chapter 5 verse 16. Mark 135. The Bible says in Mark 135, before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. It was his his custom. He prayed, he prayed. So prayer must be habitual. You realize that Jesus, it was a habit. It was a habit. Always praying, constantly praying, constantly praying. It was a habit. you and I, we must form the habit of praying. If you and I are able to form the habit of praying, is really going to help us. Six weeks of continuous praying, praying every day, praying, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, morning, why not? Evening, why not? Whichever works for you, depending on your work schedule. But if you maintain an hour a day or more, every day, it will become a habit. It's become a habit. It will become a habit. Luke 4, 16. Am I preaching to somebody? Luke chapter 4. I'm preaching a good message. Amen. So Luke 4, 16 says, And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So his custom, his habit, was regularly going to church, the synagogue, reading the Bible, praying, hallelujah. And we all know that that was also Daniel's custom. Look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8 very important. How many are hearing God's word? Very, very important. Galatians chapter 6. I'll start from verse 6, but we are looking for 7 and 8. In fact, we'll read from verse 6 to 10. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. And as, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now, the part I want us to get is this, the Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Meaning that you can't take a shortcut with God then he ceases to be God because he allows, you see, if if he's allowing something, a, a good thing to happen to you or he's causing a good thing to happen to you, it's because that's what he wants. But you can't take shortcuts and trick God. You can't do that. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. He will not give someone who has done nothing, the same reward as someone who has done something. Nevertheless, we know that Jesus talked about the person who was working hard from hour one or hour two, three, four, up to hour 12. Working very hard. And then someone came in at the 11th hour, but nevertheless, he worked hard. It's similar to, to someone who is born again for all, all their lives. They serve God, they die, they go to heaven, they receive tenfold reward. Someone is about to die, has only a year to live, and uh, 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 serves God faithfully for the year and dies. And God decides to give them the same reward. What's the problem? What's the problem? But realize that they were all working hard. It wasn't as if one person was just relaxed. That's why the Bible says God is not unjust to forget. So, what am I saying? When we sow to the Spirit, because God is not mocked. When we sow to the spirit, we will reap of the spirit. When we sow to the flesh, we will reap corruption. What does that mean? You see, whatever we do in the flesh will remain. It will not last. What do I mean by that? Our money will not last. At least we can't take it up. Our cars, our houses, nothing will last. The only thing that lasts is what we do for God, according to Revelation 14, 13. That's the only thing that will last, what we do for God. The love we shown God, the love we shown our neighbor. So it means that if you and I sow into prayer, the Bible says that we will reap spiritual things, blessings. So what am I saying? I'm saying that let us sow into prayer because God says that he's not mocked. Whatever we sow, we will reap. If you sow into the word of God, if you sow into prayer, if you sow into spiritual things, you will reap life everlasting. You will reap abundant life. You will reap good things if you sow. That's what the Bible is saying. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that is what he will reap. If you sow prayer, you reap the results of prayer. For he that sows to the flesh... Shall of the flesh reap corruption if you sow into flesh sin, fleshly sins, you will reap corruption in hell. If you sow into the flesh, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, you will enjoy the flesh for some time, but it will eventually fade away, at least when we die or when Christ comes, it will be corrupt eventually. But he that soweth to the spirit, and how do you sow to the spirit by praying? Shall of the Spirit reap life, Zoe, but everlasting life. So I want to encourage you as I'm closing this that let us sow into prayer, let us invest in prayer, let us spend our time praying, reading our Bibles, getting closer to God, understanding the things of God, learning about God, praying. Spend time praying. Prayer is never a waste of time. Organize yourself. Put your phone down. Spend time. One hour. I, for me, I still do it even to now. When I'm praying, if it's seven, if it's seven forty-four, I write seven forty-four and I start praying. If I'm praying for an hour, then at eight forty-six. I'll write 8.46 because we all know. And now I think I'm used to it. And now when I pray for 30 minutes, I can tell I've prayed for 30 minutes. When I've prayed for an hour, I can tell without even looking at the time, but I still write the time. But we all know that sometimes when you are praying, oh, wow, I've prayed for 30 minutes. When you look, it's only seven minutes. So it's very important that when we are sowing into the spirit, when we are praying, developing our prayer lives, write it down. At least there's a book of numbers. So it shows that it's good to write it down. Write it down so that you can, you really know how long you prayed. You really know how long you prayed. Very, 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 very important. So I'll not say, uh, I'll, I'll try to end here and then we'll continue later on but what is the first the first is prayer is very important just to go over here before I, I i i conclude the first is that prayer is very important it's so important that it's more that it's so important that it's more important than the car you're about to buy because maybe when if you pray And it's not a new car. God might tell you, "Don't buy this car," or might cause things not to work because it's a lemon car. How many have bought lemon cars before? I bought one before. I know what I'm talking about, or at least I helped someone (laughs) buy in the past. Lemon car. But when you pray, you will avoid that lemon car. Prayer is more important than the degree you are getting, even though. It will be very difficult for you not to get a degree if you are close to me and you are wavering i'll do everything i can by the grace of god in prayer to let you get the degree in terms of encouraging you even having uh, 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 apps to block instagram and some of these things for you to be able to study i'll do all that nevertheless prayer is more important prayer is more important than you getting married because you might get married to Goliath or to Delilah if you didn't pray. There's a pastor who was getting married to Delilah. And I told the person, pray God let your will be done in my life. And then God caused Delilah to be taken away and marry somebody else who is good. So ma- prayer is more important than trying to court the guy or ma- woman or whoever whoever is doing the courting. Now you can't tell. Prayer is more important than that. You'll be surprised. Prayer is more important than trying to remove your clothes to show the man that I'm to be kept. There are so many women who have done that and it didn't work well price more important than the job that job if the, the job in the liquor store that is paying you so much money you have you are, you are struggling you are making ends meet at least you are making ends meet and now you've gotten a job that's going to give you double but in a bar or doing something illegal or 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 or, or recording people in, in a brothel or, or whatever. And they are paying you 10 times more and you take it to say are a Christian. Prayer is more important than that. Prayer will sustain you till you get a better one. Am I preaching to somebody? Remember that prayer and the word of God are the most important things you and I can do. Prayer is what is going to turn people's hearts towards you. It's what's going to, you'll be able to tell God, God, I want to laugh, I want to do your will, I want to be a good Christian. It's through prayer. Number two, wow, time. No one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. Number three, prayer is the source of our power and protection. Don't rely on anything to protect you. Just pray. It doesn't mean don't use the brains God has given to you, or I use the brains God has given to me. Take the necessary precautions. Make all the necessary plans and actually be diligent in your planning. But as you are planning, know that the horse is prepared for battle, but victory is of the Lord. So prepare. Work hard. But as you are working hard and preparing, know that it is actually God who is going to make sure that your hard work will pay off. Except the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord watches the city, the watchmen will stay awake by the day if the Lord doesn't keep the city. So prayer is the source of our power and protection. Then we talk about the fact that prayer is important in acquiring and sustaining the blessings of God. And then finally, prayer, for prayer to be effective, it must be habitual. I'm not aware of this at all. I pray that you and I will see the importance of prayer. Prayer, prayer, is very important. St- look, stop! D- don't worry about TV. Don't worry about all the things. I-, I hope this has been clear. Pray and then watch all your Instagram, and if you can, if I don't think you will have the time because after praying you have to study, you have to do productive things, but also you can spend a little time enjoying yourself by doing some of the things you like to do whether it's social media, after you've prayed and after you've done what you need to do. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, whilst we are praying, I'm just about to hand over to Pastor Alam. If you don't know Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, I want you to start to think about it. Whilst we all pray, I want us to just pray, asking God to give us the grace to pray. Give us the grace to walk in these five habits, to walk in these habits, To walk in there, let's just pray for a few minutes. Lord, I want to be a person of prayer. I want to be a prayerful person. I want to be like Daniel who was able to maintain his prayer life three times a day, three times a day. Maybe for you and I, it doesn't have to be three times a day, but we need to at least pray for an hour. And on a regular basis, as the day goes by, we can be talking to God. One minute, two minutes, 30 seconds, just talking to God after you do your one hour prayer. Or 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Maybe you can't find the one hour, but you can find 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. And it's that start. Father God, we pray for the spirit of prayer, the power, the grace to pray not because it is a burden but because we are speaking to our love god we are communicating with the god who loves us and proved it on the cross give us the grace to love you more and to pray and to speak to you knowing that prayer is only communicating with you show us how to love you more lord we want to know how to love you more we want to love you the way you want us to love you lord in the name of jesus if you are watching and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know in your heart that you are far away from God. You know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you would go to heaven or hell. But you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I, I, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord. I'm far away from him. I need my sins forgiven. I, 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 I've, I've realized that life is not worth it without Jesus. Life is shattered dreams without Jesus. Life is useless without Jesus. I've realized it. If he died for me, even past I was a sinner, and he proved his love on the cross for me, then I want this Jesus. If you are like this, if you feel this way, you, you want to experience the love of God, then I want you to just raise your hands right there by, by the, your phone or your screen, whatever you are, wherever you are, just raise your hands repeat after me with all your heart. You must believe it. But you, you must also decide to repent of your sins, not to add Christianity to your old life like many Christians have, but to, to, to die to the old life and to accept Jesus. There will still be struggles, I'm sure. You, you will fall here and there, but you always rise. But don't add Christianity to your old life. Rather, mortify the old life and then embrace Jesus. If you want this Jesus, to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus, Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time or you've rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, you are born again. You are a child of God. I want to encourage you to just spend time with the Lord in prayer. Have a Bible, read your Bible. Where do you want to start from? You can start from the book of John, Romans. I think the book of John is good. Start from the book of John. That's the book that is is great, It's, it's usually a nice start. And just start to know about God, read about God, learn about God, look for a good church. And I want to encourage you to just write us a note, comment, write us a note. Hallelujah. And God will bless you. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father God, we thank you for salvation. Thank you for all those who have given their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Father God, we pray that you will keep and preserve them. You would deliver them from evil. You will give them a closer walk with you, Lord, an intimate relationship with you, Lord Jesus. We ask you this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. May you be blessed. May God promote you. May God bless you and increase you. May he increase everything that concerns you. May he protect you. May you and I be protected from COVID-19. May none of us be lost who are hearing my voice. We ask you this, O God, in the name of Jesus. Provide for those who need provision. Father God, those who are in a desert place, who are, who are struggling in life, who are depressed and just want to give up, Father God, we pray that you would comfort them and you would be with them and you would show them that you are with them. Strengthen them. Take them out of their issues, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you. Thanks for joining. Until next time, shalom, shalom. Amen.